Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Behind the Baron. This is Coach Rip Ripley joined by Coach Tom O'Hare. Coach O'Hare, how are we doing today? Doing good. Ready to talk a little bit about what's going on around here. Absolutely. So first off, before we get started with that, I want to uh, saw that you are now a published author again, talking about your boy J.P. Sears. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know you knew. I had a little bit of fun. Um, website, BaltimoreBaseball.com, and asked them if they might want a little story about a longtime Oriole fan that had to become a traitor yeah. because J.P. pitched against me the other night, and they published it the other day. So I just wanted to share that story with uh, – a lot of people it's just a fun baseball story so absolutely yeah just trying to stay a little bit busy yeah that's right that's right we uh you know and obviously tied in a lot of the Sumter connections and, right, and the baseball right. connections and as, as we know a strong history here not only at Wilson Hall but in Sumter in general and and uh pretty, yeah. pretty cool article yeah it was well. funny you know they, they have to take things out but the article mentioned that when he was here probably most people thought William Kinney was the best mm -hmm. baseball player and to this day, most people say, "Yeah, but your little brother McClendon is a better athlete." Yeah, of the family. So, but you know, but you know, there there's size limits, so they oh, chopped yeah. that part out. Of you. But <laughs> I enjoy I enjoyed writing that story. Very cool, very cool. Well, I uh, want to jump in here. We're going to kind of go over this week, this past week in athletics. It's been kind of a slow week, Labor Day weekend. We had a had a remote day on um, Wednesday, so we really only had school Tuesday, Thursday, Friday this week. Uh, so a little bit slow athletically as we get ready for a big game this Friday night, which we'll also preview here in just a little bit. Uh, but start going around, going around the different sports here. We'll start with the cross-country team, who since we have talked, uh, won another race. They won the Gamecock Invitational over at Sumter High on last Saturday morning. Um, I was able to go out and, and check it out. Connor Smith winning the boys' race overall uh, by about a minute and a half. I think over the second-place finisher really looks well, uh, looks strong running. We had Bailey McInerney and Jordan Thornton took 1-2 on the girls' side. Um, and then both teams won as well. So a great showing over there at Sumter High. Yeah, I saw the girls had some people uh, running that might have been missing mm -hmm. a race or two. So they look like they're getting back to full strength. And with Connor, you know, you just hope that, that he can keep it going and That's avoid right. any sort of physical setbacks. And, of course, you caution that he doesn't try to do too much. Right. I'm sure he's in good hands. But, you know, I remember back when I was coaching cross country here, we always took pride and being the best cross-country team or trying to be the best cross-country team, not only in Sumter, but in, in this area. Mm -hmm. you know, or, and I think it's fair to say right now, you've got to go a good bit of miles these days to find a boy or girls cross-country team mm -hmm. better than the one at the school right yeah. now. I, and, I, and so proud of the way Coach Schwartz is keeping that going and, and, and the way everybody is uh, contributing. And, and I, th I think we can say that. you yeah. you, you got to travel over to, what, the Florence or Columbia mm -hmm. these days, find a better cross-country team than is at Wilson Hall right That's now. right. No, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that, you know, I, I think a lot of teams have that mentality um, that, that we want to be one of the best teams in the area. Right. And I think uh, the great thing is we get the opportunity in a lot of sports, you know, to play – Sumter High, Crestwood, Lakewood, right. the local public schools, as well as, you know, Thomas Sumter's, the academies, things like that. So uh, it gives us a good love of competition. The kids know each other. They talk. They, you know, they they compete. It's kind of kind of a good environment um, for everybody. So congratulations, cross-country teams. Other big team this week, uh, actually the girls' golf team won another match, our young girls' golf team we talked about last week with uh, a lot of – we got a couple of older girls and Bella Grzynski and um, – but then really we go down from there to some freshman sophomores. Um, we got Lottie Bynum and, and Francis Mike Elmore. Carlos Seegers is back um, at Wilson Hall and playing. And then Mary Catherine Dutcher, 
again, still kind of being the, the leader of that group uh, as our number one player. She She's shot, I think this year, her average is around a 41 or a 42 on nine holes, which is pretty strong for a, for a girls golfer. So I'm um, excited for her and, and them. They won the match over at Northside Christian yesterday. Now, I heard you go through the roster and Bella, who's a junior, mm-hmm. is the elder statesman she of that is. group. Yeah. So kind of reminds me of a little bit maybe where the swimming was mm-hmm. a few years ago, where you had some good young people. And as they matured, younger people stepped in. So it sounds like they're headed in the right direction, yeah, too. Absolutely. Coach Bates and Coach Payton, like we've mentioned before, are doing a great job. Uh, kind of building up, you know, last year, a team that only won one match the right. entire season. They're already 4-1 and one on the season right now. So that's obviously an exciting trend for them, for sure. Um, speaking of swim, our swim team also competed in the kind of a battle of Sumter. They were over at Sumter High on Tuesday. Now, I talked with Colt, with Miss, Mrs. Coach Schultz. Uh, you got you got Coach Schultz and Mrs. Coach Schultz, uh, and a man and I were talking, and she was explaining to me that for when we do swimming, you can't compete against the high school league in a scoring seven. Now we can race against them, right? But they won't score us against them, which I thought was an interesting wrinkle. And and she said it has to do with having different state qualification standards, right. and and there was supposed to be another skis of school at the meet, but they dropped out, so okay. we were the only one. Um, but from what she, so we didn't get a team score from this past week week over at Sumner High. But she said she said now you know she was like you know she has a brain kind of similar to mine. We love the stats and the data. She said, well, I went back afterwards and told her the score on my own. You know, I mean, yeah. sat at herself and said that if we had been, um, our girls would have finished third overall and our boys would have won pretty convincingly. Um, so another one that like we said, kind of emerging our boys swim team as that top team in the area, something that that we enjoy seeing for sure. Yeah, Coach Ripley, you may know how far away are they, the boys, from being a, a legitimate threat for the state title this year? Is that still a a pretty far stepping stone, or is that something they can start thinking about? So, so my I haven't seen Porter. We haven't seen Porter Gallagher so this that's, year. Porter's, that's who, Porter's traditionally okay. the number one team, and I think that when you look at swimming i relate a lot to track where there's kind of two strategies right one strategy is you kill them with depth you've got right. tons of people you got events qualified everywhere and you're really able to to get points in every single event right. the other strategy is you've got the top dogs you're right. winning a lot of events i i think it'll be interesting because i think we've got a few guys that are going to compete to win events right. i just don't know if we have the depth to, to outweigh if they don't if we don't go and win a lot of the events yeah and i don't know that we're at quite level we'll win everything i think we'll have a lot of really high finishers that'd be so interesting to it see. will be yeah I, i'm curious to see i'm not sure i know this weekend they're headed up to greenwood for a meet i think in a few weeks they head to pinewood so we may see porter gow down there it's a that's a possibility um before state and then we host a few meets i don't think they'll be coming to our home meets but that'll kind of hopefully be a test hopefully we can see porter gow they're you Porter and hammond are kind of usually the one and two but um I, with I, us i think it speaks volumes that we're even wondering about yeah that in that comp- the, in conversation for sure no absolutely um what else we got tennis team uh tennis team had some rain outs this week so right. unfortunately they you know the weather uh, played a pretty big part for them i was actually surprised that golf got to play yesterday because the weather was a little hit and miss throughout right. the day i didn't know the golf course we're going to let them out um over the volleyball court we uh speaking of sumter county we were able to beat sumter high and lakewood on tuesday so uh, we talked about that as kind of like you mentioned one of our preseason goals right. is to to prove that we are one of the better teams and programs right. in the area and with with you know we still got Lawrence Manning to play on the schedule. We may see a Sumter High or one of them in a tournament that we host later in the year. But for the most part, 
Um, it looks, you know, we've, we've taken care of business with the local schools, which is exciting. Um, and then we turned around yesterday, had, had a pretty tough one over at Forest Christian, which we knew was going to be. Um, we went out and they, they won the first set. We came back, won the second set, and they, they punched us in the mouth pretty hard this third and fourth set. And we weren't quite able. We kind of kind of didn't come back the way we wanted to, but we'll see uh, what we can learn from that. You know, I told the girls after the game, it's, it's an opportunity to grow. And, um, you know, we probably weren't going undefeated in a 30-game season this year, so let's see how we respond to it, you know, so. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking with Coach Durecki, uh before I came in here. and I told him, yeah, I'm going to go in and see Coach Ripley. And I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know if he's <laughs> going to be in a good mood. But, you know, we know, you know, you, you knew, you almost knew it was coming. That atmosphere your girls played in when they played Florence Christian here, might have been the most exciting volleyball atmosphere, maybe than other damn state meet. But on their court, I know you were disappointed in a loss, but it is almost inevitable in athletics mm -hmm. that when you beat a team like that on your court, and then you got to turn around, you just can't get that same sort of drive. So, yes. but I, I do like what you say. I do think it's real, and I think a lot of coaches, and maybe you would agree that sometimes as much as you hate to lose, it might be what you need to a certain extent. You know, you come down the earth a little bit, you realize when you go to practice, okay, maybe there are some things we need to get better at. That's right. Like you said, maybe we're not going to go 30 and those. So yeah. let's see if we can go 29 and one. Yeah. So uh, no, for sure. And I think, you know, we kind of, our message last night was as much as disappointing as that was in the game, the bigger message to me would be sent today when you come to practice. Right. You know what I mean? That that to me, if we come in and we're ready to work and get after it, we had a tournament this weekend over at Northside Christian. It's going to be some pretty good competition. Northside Christian's there. Lawrence Academy, who's a strong 1A skis school, will be there. Uh, ben Lippin will be there. Uh, North Central, who we saw in a, in a scrimmage this year, who's a very strong, uh, I think they're a 3A high school league team, will be there. Um, so I, mean, I think it'll be some great competition to really make us turn around and say, okay, Let's get real. And then next week, we actually go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday games. So we've got a busy, busy seven days ahead of us um, before we start our region play. But it's an exciting seven days to kind of see what we're made of. So let, let me ask you a question. We know we know Friday's quite the day around here. I believe we have Pep Rally tonight. We've got yeah. a home football game. Do you have trouble uh, on Friday afternoon practices? Does it seem like your girls are already thinking about what I'm going to be doing when we get done with practice or, or have you not found that to be a problem? It, it depends on the game. Obviously depends on, uh, you know, I would say home games are actually easier. Home football games are easier than away football games because okay. they're not worried about, you know, and we are not, well, you know, I usually I drive the cheerleaders. We've got radio Friday night. Um, there's a lot of distractions there that sometimes, you know, they're kind of, all right, coach, let's go. You know, we got to, I got to, car to jump into or spirit bus to catch or whatever. Uh, but really for the most part, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of, establishing the culture that look we play tuesdays and thursdays we're practicing monday wednesday friday right i mean we, we've got to have three training days in a week when we get the opportunity and and we try not to go too long you know we go I and mean, we go for about an hour and a half and and then we're done hour and a half two hours and we're done and and, and go on with our day so we hop in right for school we're usually done by 4 30 or 5 and they can go on with their weekend so it, it, it is a challenge at times depending on the week i think this week will be a little bit easier because it hasn't been as long of a week right that's, that's part true. of it too you know what i mean like sometimes when you've got that monday through friday you get a friday and they are you're, just you're ready. spent they're yeah. exhausted physically mentally emotionally um and you know usually those practices are ones we'll go a little bit lighter and you know, do some more stretching and Pilates and, and things like that, some fundamental stuff, and then and get out of here. So um, we'll see today, hopefully, uh, hopefully in a good way. We'll see what uh, we have. So. I remember back to when I was doing a cross country, sometimes you'd have a race on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. So I would, I, we wouldn't even practice. But 
on the days that we didn't have a race, that's when I would run them out on the bus and we'd do our long runs out of Poinsett mm -hmm. Park because they would know, well, as soon as I get this five, six, seven mile run over, I'm at the weekend. Yeah. So that was better than trying to convince them to come on out on the track and do yeah, some repeats. Do some repeats, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but they were always a, a, a mental challenge, I thought, for the kids because, you know, we build so much up to what's going to happen at 7.30 Friday mm -hmm. night. Sometimes the last place mentally they want to be in practice. Yeah. And, and it, it is, a, I imagine every school has that challenge, getting their sure. non-football teams to go at it on um, uh, Friday yeah. practice. Now, I saw a couple of football games here at this school last night. You did, yeah. J B team and J V. So we played Ben Lippin last night, B team football and J V football. Uh B team not able to win. They actually lost 22 14. Had a couple of injuries. Yes. Um Barry Payton was was very busy last night. Yes. Um, unfortunately, and, and had to had to, you know, send a few kids in to get some x-rays. And I think we had a broken carbone, a broken wrist in there as yeah. well. So um obviously hate that for Coach Cody Williams and his team, but they they kept fighting and ended up only losing by touchdown. Uh, you know, had a lot of kids out there playing, had a nice long touchdown. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Gooch is our quarterback, yep, right? Gooch, yes, sir. Long touchdown pass to somebody. Had some nice plays in there. Ben Lippin had a couple, this is in the B team, had a couple big running backs back yeah. there. They caused us some problems. But they showed some fight, and they hung there in the end. And uh, JVs came away with a dramatic with a victory. victory. Yeah, I didn't – now, we we pulled up right as it was ending, but it was 12 to 8. I understand right. the final. We were down 8 to 6. Um, when when did we score in that fourth quarter? Did you see uh, – Let me see if I can recall. Maybe – three or four minutes left okay but i went home and watched i watched the pro game oh <laughs> i watched the ba two baseball games yeah, yeah, yeah. and like you know you talk about a long week it's been yeah, a long sure, athletic yeah, yeah. Week oh too. yeah for sure um but no yeah three or four okay yeah left. i saw i saw they scored i saw they were trying to you know get somebody in there we were kind of pulling up and you know, it's always a drill when the, we pull back in the parking lot it's a JD right. football game we're like oh i gotta get this bus out so i was yeah. by the time i got it part and got over the game was over so i didn't get to actually see the ending um, but yeah, good win there for Coach Neil Morrison and his staff, and, and I, they I'll, moved to two and zero. I'll say this: you know, I was up in the press box doing some PA. Our field, that turf, it looks like the turf at Bank of America yeah. Stadium. Now, when I I was here this morning after two football games, it's been chewed up just it's a little, little bit, bit out yeah. there. Oh yeah, I I know I would be at the press box back in the day at Bank of America Stadium. And half hour after the game, all the people are going, but they had about a hundred people out there with these leaf rakes. Yeah. Leafing up this huge pile of all that stuff. Uh -huh. Those players chewed up. So I might tell Coach Wilson to get on out there yeah. with a leaf rake. So go to work. Uh, I might you, you might know, get Coach Wilson in trouble. Coach Jarecki might kill him if he gets on that field with anything. <laughs> Try to fix it up. <laughs> get out there. You know, honestly, those guys do a lot. Oh, yeah. They're work themselves on that field. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. everybody ran or contributes oh, yeah. in. It's they don't, you know, sprinkle a little dust out. No, there. no, no, that's a... looks good. People don't see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But a lot of coaches around here are involved in all kind of things that I don't think people understand. Oh, but... yeah. We uh, know for that talk of the field, I mean, Coach Tarecki obviously is, is always taking pride in his right. fields, always look good. We had uh, this week, Coach McCord was out for a couple of days. So Coach Tally came back and wielded the uh, big paint machine. Okay. Uh, so Coach Tally was out there painting the lines on Wednesday after a remote day. And, and, you know, Coach Wilson, Coach Rector was out there as well. Coach Watford, everybody kind of chipping in right. uh, as, as we got the field ready. And like you said, it looks really good. I hope it looks good again tonight because um, we have a big, big game coming big tonight. Game. So uh, tonight is Thomas Sumter. We've got military appreciation night. So uh, if you are in the military, you are able to come in. You get, I think you get a free drink upon uh, your arrival here. Uh, the 
concession stand as well as free admission. So we're uh, invite everybody, especially military families. We want to want to have you around for the for the game tonight, and uh, should be a good one. We're hoping to go for the for the Barons tonight. And I, I believe, um, if I know the number about correct, that 25 percent of our student body is connected with the military. Military, of course, Sumter totally supports uh, military people, and Wilson Hall does as well. And so I'm I'm looking forward to that. And I think this is the 52nd or third time these mm -hmm. two schools have tangled. I remember the 50th, and it seems like it was just a couple of years ago, but the way things are going, it might have been 10 years ago yeah. now. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I mean, uh, one of the great rivalries in South Carolina mm -hmm. football, and certainly one of the top, it may be the longest rival in Sumter County football. Mm -hmm. The way things have played out. So. No, absolutely. That's actually a good question. I got it. I have an old. Um, I got it from one of the guys on the old. Uh, do you remember the old Palmetto uh, Football Talk website? Um, there was a four. It's like a message board. I, you may not have been. May not have been playing anyway. There was like old message board in Skiza, and there were some old. Oh, you mean guys. Where the people put up the comments? Yeah. But you don't oh, have yeah. to say your name. Yes, sir. No, yeah, I yeah, you didn't. <laughs> if I have an opinion, people are going to know it's mine, and I care nothing for an opinion who comes from someone who is not brave enough to put their name on it. I, 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 I see this on these websites, news, sports, and people, they have these stupid names. I say, if you're not going to tell me who you are, your opinion means nothing to me. So, well, <laughs> but anyway, I didn't mean to get off on a I like that. No, that. I like that. I like that. Uh, but no, but so so on that, there was a guy on there uh, who had a skeezer record. So I actually have, from from the beginning of skeezer, I have every schools all-time record list I, I it'd be interesting that. it was a guy from like oh he was Warren's from or yeah Wardlaw War yes yeah, sir yeah yeah um so I do I do that'd be a good question to go back and look and see the all-time history of us Thomas Sumter I, I need to do that um I may post that later along with some of other stuff on our on our on our board that, that'd be an interesting look back to see kind of some of the history of us and Thomas Sumter like you say a long time rivalry we were We've been region opponents. We've been cross town opponents. We're no longer the same classification, uh, but still, I mean, last year, even though we're in the classification, it's kind of the same. It doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter it, who you're playing. It might have been one of the game. best games between the two in terms of drama. It came mm -hmm. down to us having to stop a fake extra point yeah. kick on the last uh, play of the game yeah. in overtime. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, rivalry, that, that's the kind of game you can look for tonight. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see 730 here at Spencer Field. 730 Spencer Field. And, and I know you talked with Coach Jarecki earlier. Um, you know, what, what, how did how did he say the guys were after last week? Obviously, a tough loss at Lawrence Manning. Yeah. We we did good offensively. We moved the ball a little right. bit. We kind of had some ill-timed turnovers and penalties and things like that. How, how did he talk? I think that was the one thing that disappointed him, and he was determined this week to get his players to improve upon was the penalties. Mm -hmm. Did have zero in week one. Mm -hmm. Had eight last week. Some of them killed drives. Mm -hmm. Some of them aided their drives. Yeah. And I kind of – felt like he felt like had they not shot themselves in the foot, mm -hmm. I think was the term he used. It might've given them a chance to pull one out at the end of the game. Yeah. So that, that I think was the one thing that he saw in the game. Like you said, he, he thought they moved the ball well, mm -hmm. but he just couldn't finish things off. But yeah. unfortunately some of the times they couldn't finish things off because they get a 10 yard penalty right. here. And, you know, in high school football, it's almost impossible to keep the football and overcome a penalty. It's, oh, yeah. Well, like we mentioned last week on the radio, I mean, there was the drive we both rec uh, both referred to in the first half where we were moving the ball. We started on our own, like, 10-yard line maybe. Right. And ended up flipping the field, which was great. But we were moving, moving, moving. We had, like, a third and two inside the 50, mm -hmm. and then we got a five-yard right. false start. So now we go third and seven. Now that changes your play call. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're third and two inside the 50. 
probably two down territory. You're right. probably doing two of our runs. We're getting a first down. We keep moving. You know, unfortunately, a penalty, not able to let that happen. We had another great defensive stop and then a penalty after that right. kind of gave them a spark to keep going. So I, I definitely, you know, talking with Coach Recchi, I think that that's something he's looking to clean up a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like last week, it looked chippy last week. You right. know, these guys know each other. They play together. They, they do stuff together outside of football. And, and we saw that. I could see that tonight again as well. I mean, Thomas Sumter's had a couple of rough games in a row. They they mm-hmm. played a really good Bethesda team last week and, and got beat up pretty good. They played a good Lee Academy team two weeks ago, who we know can be really good early season. Right. We've seen that they for ourselves. So year, um, that's right. So, you know, I think that, you know, they're looking for an opportunity. And, and this is – there are times where – and I got talked to teams all the time. You come into games sometimes, you got to realize that, that the opposing team coming at you, your game is – could be a deal breaker for their season. Right. Like that, them, them getting a chance to beat Wilson Hall. I'm not saying the rest of the season doesn't matter, but they're going to remember that moment. Mm-hmm. And and you've got to, that target on your back kind of mentality. You've got to understand that that game, you know, really, really means a lot to them while we've beaten them in recent years, you know, they're on the flip side of that. So that's a really big game for them. And so I think we've got to be able to weather that and, and really uh, be prepared. And I think we are talking with the, some of the different coaches. I think we got a good game plan and they're excited about the, the opportunity. I, again, I think it's going to be a packed house tonight. We've got, we got fireworks for the game. We've got an entrance, a run out. That's going to be pretty exciting from what we hear. We've got, um, you know, military appreciation nights who are presenting colors and, and a lot of fanfare going on with tonight as well, I believe. But, um, but unfortunately we don't have the barbecue before the game. We don't have the, we don't have the tailgate. So you're going to you're gonna have to buy something to <laughs> get Hey, after last week, we, we gave all the food away last week. We got to get some back this week. All right. So back. y'all come out get your, get your sandwiches, get your, get your hamburgers, your hot dogs. And we got the grill fired up. I think Miss Debbie will be over there. The snow cone machine again. Okay. She, she, she works with that thing like crazy. Those kids will line up all the way out of the track. Look at those snow cones, man. Um, but yeah, so I think that it should be a great environment for, for high school football tonight. Like we talked about last week. I mean, that's, that's one of the cool things as we get back in, into the new year and everything kind of getting like we've been here for a couple of years back to normal. Right. Right, I mean, right. But I think getting these exciting environments and having a packed crowd and the kids and the fans and runouts and all that is really what it's all about. And great. These kids are going to experience that. Now you made me think of something when you were talking about, you have to understand what the other team mm-hmm. like. How about Hammond? Mm-hmm. They go play South Carolina powerhouse, yeah. you know, but Coach Towsville School Gaffney, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody gave Hammond a chance. Mm-mm. And I don't think Gaffney may have given Hammond much yeah. of a chance. 7-7 seven, seven game with, what, two minutes mm-hmm. left? Because it's what you were talking about. Hammond had that game on their schedule the moment it came out. Sure, they've got other games this yeah. year that matter. but And, and I, I think the Gaffney, it was like, why are we playing these Correct. guys? And I, and I think, you know, you're right, Thomas Sumter – they will look at that Wilson Hall game, especially coming over here. And it's going to be really, really – it will make their season to a certain extent if yeah. they can beat us tonight. So you're right. Our guys got to be ready for Absolutely. that sort of effort. And especially after last year, you know, right. losing a game like last year, I mean, that's big. Um, you know, you mentioned the Heyman game. So on the other podcast I mentioned I do with Neil Minton, we actually – we talked with, with Wheeler this week, the right. head coach of Hammond, and just talking about the experience. And he said, you know, it was interesting. He said early on – you know, when they agreed to do this game, he said, I went, they went to their guys and said, do y'all want to play Gaffney? And yeah. of course the boys were like, yeah, let's do it. You know, when she said, look, I wasn't going to throw them in harm's way. I wasn't going to, you know, we wanted to get their buy-in, which I think is a great strategy as well, right. by the way. But the guys were like, yeah, let's go do it. You know, let's go see what we can do. And so he said, all right. So they scheduled the game and Gaffney actually, I think paid Hammond to come. Like it was like mm-hmm. 
the the Clemson versus Carolina, paying the <laughs> FCS school, you know, right. to come play them. And and uh and he said, you know, to start with, everybody was giving him and grief. Why would y'all do this? Why well, you're gonna get killed? You're gonna get murdered? You're including gonna get obliterated? Me. Yeah, including me. I mean, every it just quite and you know, and my mentality was always like, hey, look, it's a great opportunity. You know, I mean, it it, it look, yeah, you might go over there and get killed, but you don't know unless you go over there. And and he said, you know, that was kind of their mentality too. He said there was even memes popping up on the internet of like. It was like you said. It was a picture of him like looking up at the score. And it's like Coach Wheeler when he's down twenty eight nothing in the first quarter, like <laughs> with this confused look on his face. And and uh, he said, you know, they all got a laugh out of that. Put right. on the bulletin board for material. And but he said, yeah, he said, you know, we we you know had some situation. They had a spot their second drive of the game. They had a fourth and inches inside their fifteen. Mm-hmm. They went for it. Right. He said. He said, why not? You sure. know, you you can play with that little sense of of recklessness at times because you're the underdog. And and that again, Thomas Hunter, we know Coach Tidwell, he's got some tricks up the sleeve, right? right? We saw him last year. So yep. those are little things that you'll pull out in a game like that because you're supposed to lose by 100 anyway. Mm-hmm. In Hammond's case, not Thomas Hunter, in Hammond's case, you're supposed to lose anyway. So let's just try it. See. And he said, you know, we talked with him. He said, what point did you realize as a coach? You know, you always hope, man, if this goes perfect, this goes perfect. We like, what point did you realize, like, man, we could do this? Right. Like, he said, when they scored the touchdown, he said, we scored the touchdown, it was seven to seven in the fourth quarter. And it was like a dude, if we get a stop right here, like we've got the ball with a game in our hands. Now, unfortunately, they weren't able to. And and Gaffney scored with a minute and a half left. But he's like, that was, you know, you're you're coaching and you're in the moment, but but when you get that one time where it's like, ooh, okay, hold up, you know, and then when that happens, that can change things as well. You know, you get that excited. We talk about that in different sports momentum all the mm-hmm. time, right? You get that swing of momentum going your way and boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, the game can be totally different. And then the other team is thinking, my God. They may actually beat us, and and they're not supposed to. Yeah. What will people say about it? You've been on that flip side where uh, if this team beats us, it's really going to oh, make yeah. us look it, bad. Tighten up a little yes. bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. You so. know, when in a basketball game, if you're up by 20 points and you're wide open from the three-point circle, man, you're comfortable and you swish it. <laughs> yeah. If it's a one-point game and the other team's on a 7-0 run, all of a sudden that yeah. basket's – it's about the size of, you know, a <laughs> bottle cap. Yeah. So um, psychology, what a big part of it. Oh, for sport. sure. For sure. So anyway, we got a little off topic there, but I like it. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't even um, know we had topics. Yeah, so, so that's right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so everybody come out tonight. We're excited. Coach O'Hare and Coach Caruth will be on the call tonight on WDXY. If you're not able to join us, uh, please definitely tune in there. You know, one question we get a lot, and, and I'll address it here, is live streaming. And okay. we get asked all the time, why don't we live stream games, you know, you got, you know, I call it Swamp Kitty TV, Swamp Cat TV over at Lawrence right. Man, and you've got Skyhawk Vision at Hammond. And, and you know, during COVID, we had some moments where we did broadcast some games. We right. had somebody because we weren't allowed fans in. You know, I, I think one of the big things, and Mr. Moulton and Coach Rector, both heavily noticed that I supported 100%, you know, we want people to be present. Right. You know, it's so easy. We saw during COVID, even from a from a church standpoint, right? I mean, how easy was it just to turn on the the app of church, even when you were invited back and just watch around. We talk about that at our, at our church all the time. You know, we want people to be, come back and be present. We want you to be here. We understand you can't, everybody can't be here. We've got grandparents out of town and we've got, you know, situations come up for sure. You know, we have the radio as that option is the great thing for football. Mm-hmm. So we're able to to still support in a way, it's not with a video, all right, but it is with an with an audio recording, excuse me, with an audio recording where you can listen on and tune in to the game. So we definitely encourage that. The live stream, you know, part of it too is, is there's a production element of that. And and the question is always who is going to be doing that? Right. <laughs> you know, Coach Coach Rector and myself are usually busy during games running around. Coach Morrison uh, as well helps out with some crowd control stuff. You know, we just, we, we don't have the, 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 
infrastructure in place right. to, to support that live stream. But again, the great thing with football is we have WDXY who lets us air the against radio and you listen to you and coach Cruz tonight. And, and George is electric when he gets, when we get an exciting play for the Barons, coach Cruz goes crazy, right. <laughs> you know, and it's fun. So, so definitely encourage you to turn in. We've got some loyal listeners out there that always tune in for us. Um, but out of alumni, get on that's their right. phones and hit no, those yeah, That's right. That's a great thing too. It doesn't have to be an old school turnstile radio, yeah. right? I mean, it can be, you can go to WDXY on your phone, you can pull it up, you can hit play. But, but I did want to say, you know, we, we love the live stream. It's a great idea, but we, we take pride at Wilson Hall of being one of those fan bases that travels and goes to games. We, we talked a few weeks ago over at Heathwood where, you know, they were broadcasting the BJV games for us for football and Coach Ratner was busy here. He was working the games, another sport here, so he wasn't able to go. We had a home volleyball game that night, and he wasn't able to go. So we tuned in online. He said, you know, they had about 35, 40, 40 yeah. people watching. Yeah. I said, I said, but Coach, I, and he said, but one of his comments was, but when you look at the stands, there weren't a lot of people there. And so so that that kind of feeds in. And a lot of those people were probably actually Wilson Hall people right. who were taking advantage of turning into watching. And those are the ones who Heathwood really probably wanted to come because we're the ones who spent money and go to games. That's so, right. um, so yeah, so we, we have talked about it. We have discussed it as a school. And we just feel right now that we're not at a place where that's something we're going to go. And it may change on the future for sure. But sure. but we want to support the kids in person. And we want to, uh, to tune on the radio and listen to you and Coach Groot. Now, this is coming from the radio guy. To me, there's nothing better than just being there. Yeah, oh, I, I just like being at absolutely. the ballpark, being at the stadium. I, You know, sometimes I'm home watching these games on TV. I just can't get into it because yeah. I don't feel it. You but anyway. That's right. Well, and especially tonight, again, exciting night with Military Appreciation Night. Right. We're talking to a new parent in the park store this morning, and they're like, what time does the game start? We said 7.30. We're like, but you probably want to be here by about yeah, 7, 10, 7, 15. You know what I mean? I mean, you want to see, because because truly we're we're in the process of making something right now with skis is having a contest for the best runouts and skis in. And we truly feel that ours is probably up there. I mean, when you get those bagpipes playing Amazing Grace and 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 the, and the students out there, it's a really awesome thing to experience. So I uh, definitely want to encourage everybody to be here. Be early, be loud. As the kids say, bring your pots and pans and and make some noise with them out there. Um, but yeah, looking forward to a good night tonight. You know, seven, seven o'clock airtime, 7.30 kickoff. That's right. All right. Well, for Coach Ripley, this is Coach O'Hare. Uh, we're, we appreciate everybody listening. Those that are listening, we're looking again to kind of expand in future weeks, include some more elements to this. Uh, but we enjoy getting to catch all up on some Baron athletics and looking forward to another great week next week. So okay. thank you for listening. See you then.